Hi, this is Ryan Roberts, and you're listening to The Millennial Preacher, the show where we talk about tough subjects and answer the hard questions. I hope it's both positive and encouraging, but I also hope it challenges you in all the right ways. Well, I'm excited, so let's get going with today's show. What is up, everybody? So since the last time we talked on the show here, Kanye West has released his newest album, Jesus is King. We also celebrated one of our most controversial national holidays, Halloween, and we're seeing more and more people come out against that in the Christian community. We're going to talk about some of these current events and where is the line between celebrity and Christian and is there a line? So I'm going to look a little bit into the Bible, but first let's just talk a little bit about this uh, Jesus is King album that's come out uh, by Mr. Kanye West. So um, I'll give my opinion uh, first of all. Um, I, I don't know if if he's legitimate or not. Who am I to question that? I, I don't really have a, a clear answer for that. I'm I, I'm not God, so I can't see his heart. But I all I know is I can look at somebody's testimony and somebody's fruit. And if it's true that he is a born-again Christian, he is a new Christian, folks. So we should be giving him a little bit of grace, shouldn't we? Um, I just pulled up a, an article here from the New York Post, and it's actually talking about how Christians uh, are coming against Conway, Kanye West and are rejecting uh, Jesus as King and his Sunday service, uh, I guess you could call it a concert, Uh, performance, whatever you want to call it. It actually says that the Christian community um, is standing against against it because it is causing so much controversy. Um, They actually blame the fact uh, that Kanye West has uh, used religious imagery imagery in his um, albums and in the artwork of his albums um, since the year 2000. Uh, and are and is pointing out the fact that most of those albums uh, are all of those albums up until this latest um, are not Christian uh, gospel based music. And by the way, I'm just going to be honest with you. I haven't really listened to the album, so I'm not talking about uh, the music per se. I'm not talking about whether or not it was uh, something that I would listen to or not. That's really not what I'm talking about. Listen to what this woman says, according to the New York Post. Her name is Kalina. She's 68 years old, and she says that her faith in Jesus is constantly mocked because of strange and weird behavior of people like this man talking about Kanye West. She actually says that he may be trying to understand Jesus and in his own limited way, and we cannot judge uh, his soul Uh, But then she goes on to say that uh, people who follow Christ uh, sense something is not right with this scene. Those are her exact words uh, taken from the post. Um, So that's that's kind of a harsh thing to say. So there's another uh, critic um, who identifies as a Christian Adventist. Uh, They're talking about a self-proclaimed God, Kanye West, who is just... A mere man. So uh, I'm. I'm taking. I haven't. I've done a little research on Kanye West and some of his uh, beliefs over the years. 
Um, and I'm assuming that this person is talking about the fact that at some point he called himself a god, or actually several times he called himself a god. Uh, but here's the thing, is he still saying that? That's really the question we should be asking. Um, and and there's so many other things people are talking about. They're talking about the fact of the way he talks about women, especially in his past albums or, or even in some recent albums, which how long has it been since he came out with an album? Let's just be honest. Um, so there's lots of different things. Um, there There's Chance the Rapper is actually saying that he is uh, willing to believe that Kanye... Um, is is uh possibly born again there's so many different things going on out there um and then there's something thing about kanye's uh quote-unquote sunday service it's an invitation only uh event so a lot of people are saying there's an issue with that it's in very exclusive places it's it's some people say it's for the rich and famous and the average person cannot uh visit but let's just let's just realize some people are calling uh this this performance called Sunday service um as as a new church that Kanye has tried to um create. Well, I don't believe he's trying to create a church. Um I could be wrong, but I don't really think that's what he's trying to do based off of what you find uh when you kind of research it. I think he's he's simply I think it just kind of started organically. I think he's he's obviously doing performances. I've d- done some research of some attenders, and they say it is a concert. Uh, in its in it's in the sense that it's a performance. Um, there's an awesome choir. There's costumes. There's these different things, um, and then there is not really preaching not really a sermon or a message but Kanye and occasionally some other people other friends of his might get up and and share something or testify or something to that fashion but is that is that a bad thing it is that a bad thing um i think the real question is is where is the line that a christian should have fame or be famous now we're we're still in the age of celebrity preachers. Let's just be honest. There's celebrity preachers out there. Um, I've actually had the opportunity to meet a couple of them, and and I'm not saying that that's a bad thing, but a lot of people seem to think that it's a bad thing, and here's why: because a lot of people will get so focused on the the quote unquote fans that they lose the fact that all they are is a vessel. That's the thing we got to remember, folks. If we are um, a minister of the gospel, we're just a vessel. We're a point of contact, and that's all we are. However, I'm going to challenge the fact that there's nothing wrong with using the tool of fame if you're using it to spread the name of Jesus and his gospel. Well, where in the world can we find that in the Bible? Well, I think you can actually find that in many different places, but let's just kind of talk about a specific instance. Let's talk about Solomon, King Solomon. Now, we're in the Old Testament when we're talking about Solomon. Solomon was a very, very wise king. He was he was uh, very well known. In fact, the Bible says in 1 Kings uh, chapter 10, verse 1, that Queen Sheba heard about the fame of Solomon concerning the name of the Lord, and then she came to test him with difficult questions. That's, that's exactly what the word 
says. So it was because of his fame, and now I'm just talking, uh, giving some context. It was because of his fame that he was heard about, and it was his name that may have been uh, that point of contact, but it eventually led to the name or in the name of the Lord. And so we've got to remember that fame is a tool. In fact, Jesus himself had a time period in his ministry here on the earth where large crowds followed him. Matthew 8, 1 actually says large crowds follow him. He preached to thousands. He also knew how to preach to the one, but he preached to thousands. Again, it, it, it's a tool, just like anything we use, right? Um, music, that can be a tool. Um, being on television, that's a tool. Radio, that's a tool. Hey, being on a podcast like this one, that is simply a tool to get the gospel out there. So, But I, I think that, that the fact of if you do become let's say the word and i'm saying it cautiously if you do become famous in the church world if you become a famous preacher or worship artist or if you go to a church that may be a famous church or or what have you and there's a branded image that's that's become famous listen again that's a tool the trick is and i heard this actually once from uh dr robert salerdon he said fame is a tool the trick is you never let yourself know it you never let yourself know it. Use it. Use it. Use that because you have the opportunity, a golden opportunity, to preach, promote, teach, uh, prophesy, speak the name of Jesus to thousands of people that otherwise might not ever hear the truth, the true gospel message. So I think fame is a tool. I don't think it's a bad thing at all. But this whole thing with Kanye West, it's just so interesting to me that it was such a controversy. I think because it was such a shock because uh, he's done some pretty uh, outrageous things. His, um, If you follow his social media or if you pull up his social media, he's posted some very interesting things throughout the last several years. He's been a controversial, controversial figure. Um, he, he, at least a lot of people say he's had mental illness in the past. He's, he's had meetings with the president of the United States and, and people say one thing or another thing about that, but he, he's caused quite a stir. And here's what's interesting. The Christians, us seem to be the ones that are most upset about this when I've talked to certain people, it's usually those that are not Christians that are are getting interested, at least in researching um, Jesus and Christianity. In fact, I heard um, when I was listening to a preacher recently that because of Kanye West, because of this new album being released, that that more and more people are researching Christianity on Google than they have in years. It's become a trending search. Now, that's that's very interesting. Now, are they researching to find his album, Jesus is King, or are they researching to figure out the truth? Well, maybe it's a little bit of both. 
They've got to be interested in what this man is talking about. And and it's not a secret. If you start to look at um, some of the people that hang around or hang out with uh, Kanye West, some of the other celebrities that have attended his Sunday service, and we know that through uh, social media and the magic of the Internet, um, and when you look at them, they've got to be curious because they see their friend, their colleague, somebody who... Who, who they consider a fellow artist, um, they see that he has changed something in his life and that has caused a positive change in his life. And so that's that's causing something very interesting to happen. Now, is it uh, the cause of the next great awakening? Is that what's is that what is going to do it? I don't know. I'm I'm not really. Um, baking on that but i do think it's very interesting um i'm giving kanye some grace in this season i don't know what's going to happen in the future days to come well now let's shift gears a little bit so we've talked we're talking about christian and celebrity and where is the line this year during the scene if you will i think that people christians have been talking and considering uh the controversy probably more than they ever have because there's been more people outspoken on the holiday uh the former uh satanist uh priest uh has come out against halloween um and and has made quite a stir on the internet um, and so let's let's talk a little bit about that. Um, he was on CBN News. You've you've probably seen the video clip of him uh, on Facebook, on Instagram, on all these different things. And so CB, CBN, uh, the Christian Broadcasting Network, um, they actually asked the questions: Should Christians celebrate Halloween? And there are many different opinions between Christian leaders, laypersons, and church members, and all these different things. A CBN News Facebook poll says that 87% of believers, at least believers that follow CBN News on Facebook, uh, believes that Christians should not celebrate Halloween, while 13% believe it's okay that former satanist his name is john ramirez and he is um he is now a christian pastor and he was recently on cbn news um he actually says i was a general to the kingdom of darkness in witchcraft that was his exact words he says i would sit with the devil and talk to him like i am talking to you today it was that kind of communication it was that kind of relationship uh ramirez goes on to warn against halloween he says it's not just costumes and candy there's a much darker reality um he says sometimes people say i celebrated halloween 10 years ago i did this 15 years ago i did this 20 years ago but the door's still open you just cursed your family from three to four generations um he says that you have to be aware that it's a curse you have to go back to the place it started the year that it started the celebrations that you had the encounters that you had on the dark side and renounce it in the name of jesus he says that he sacrificed animals um as part of satanic rituals um his friends had a nickname for him lucifer's son it's very interesting um and now again he is a he is a born again believer he's a pastor um and he strongly warns against um halloween he he actually says that people should not have uh fall festivals trunk or treats 
things of that nature. Um, he says it's associated with the pagan concept um, of, of ancient pagans. All sorts of different things, he says. He's very much against it. Um, and he's caused quite a stir. I think that this year, at least in my little circle of the world, there are more Christians that talked about and considered uh, Halloween um, if it's dangerous or not dangerous more this year than ever. And so what is the answer here? Well, I've done my research and I'm just going to tell you, I still don't have a very clear answer. However, I think that parents should be the ones to make that decision. So here's what I'm going to tell you. Um, if you're a parent, of course, Halloween is over. It is, uh, November at this point. However, in the future years to come, I think that you should seek the Lord, as should all Christians. Seek the Lord on everything. First, seek God. Ask Him. Ask Him what He thinks about the holiday. And and then I want you to consider this. Is any holiday that we celebrate in the Western world, in Western culture, is it purely 100% a Christian holiday or is it something that has been made up or, or are we celebrating something uh, nationally or is it something that's blended with pagan rituals? That's, that's the question that I struggle with. That's where we have to go um, when we're doing our personal study. I think that it should be a personal thing. We have to consider the fact that there's a difference between conviction and things that is purely uh, and and truthfully forbidden by the Word of God. And this this was not mentioned in the Word of God necessarily. But you got to remember the Halloween traditions we have today didn't exist during those time periods. But the earliest Christians probably didn't celebrate any holidays. So. Where's the line? I don't know. I think that the people should be careful. I think that you should be cautious. I think that you should um, look out. I think that you should do your research, and I think that you should ultimately seek God, pray, and ask Him what you should do. Um, I don't want to dive too much into the uh, Satanist thing. I don't know if this guy is is the real deal or not. I don't know if that's the truth. I'm not going to discredit somebody that I don't know, but I don't know. Um, I don't know exactly um, what he's done, where he's been and all those different things, but it's, it's very interesting. And so I think that it's something to consider. I think that we should be very careful. I think that we should also should consider how much credit uh, we give the enemy. We give the devil and that we give, um, witches and things of that nature. How much credit are we giving them? Let's be honest. Um, any holiday, we may have set it aside. Humans may have set it aside and made a decision uh, that that particular day or that particular season is going to be in remembrance or in dedication to a certain thing that we celebrate together. However, um, the devil does not own a day. The Bible says that this is the day that the Lord has made. That is true every single day. So even Halloween <laughs> belongs to God. That day, the 24-hour period of Halloween belongs to him. It doesn't belong to the dead. It doesn't belong to the devil. It doesn't belong to pagans or witches or anything like that. Whatever we do with any day is our personal 
decision. So I think that we need to consider that. Now, again, I think that it should be a personal thing. I love what they say on uh, the from the Billy Graham uh, Evangelical um, Evangelical uh, Association here. Um, it, it says this verbatim. It says that we encourage each family to develop their own approach to Halloween based on their own convictions and options for celebration at the time. The responsibility to make this decision rests on the adults of the family, not the children. The peer pressure on children is far too great for them to be objective. Certainly providing a safe, fun environment must be a priority. Um, it goes on later to talk about um, that act, simply acting can be fun and opportunity for teaching values. Children will always be attracted to costumes and treats. Finding positive ways to enjoy these pleasures is the primary challenge for caring uh, adults. It says if you decide to make a major change in the way your family celebrates Halloween, you may not need to do all the work yourself. Um, we encourage you to contact churches in your area to determine activities that, you're, that are being planned. So I know that this um, former Satanist has come out against church uh, alternatives. And let's just be honest, that's what they are. Trunk or treats, fall festivals, those sort of things that happen at local churches. Those are supposed to be alternatives to the traditional Halloween element. But where's the line? Because that's how different is it really from going to a neighborhood? Well, I guess you could consider the fact that hopefully, uh, if it's a good church, a good Bible-believing sound church, the church should be a safe environment for children to go. So ultimately, what am I saying? I think that we have to be careful how we use our voice. Now, I don't have the experiences that this particular man, Mr. Ramirez, uh, has had. So I'm not going to speak negatively about this man and his and his experiences and his opinions, but that's where they are formed. Um, and I think that we need to really consider that. So talking about Christians uh, and the term celebrity, we have to understand that God has given us a voice to use, especially if we're on a public platform. No matter if we speak to 20 people a week or if we speak to thousands uh, uh, all around the world a week, no matter what platform we have as Christians, there's somebody listening, there's somebody watching us. And so we have to understand that our, what we say, what we do, and how we live matters. So for me, I don't have children yet. I'm not in that stage in my life to make that decision or that call about how I will uh, raise them when it comes to the, uh, the Halloween issue, if you will. Um, but for my personal life, what did I do on Halloween? I basically sat at home. Um, I ate a Reese's peanut butter cup and that was pretty much my Halloween night. So uh, again, we're talking about Christian's and celebrity, where is the line? I think, again, guys, at the end of the day, we have to understand that fame is a tool. Fame is just a tool. Um, I don't see anything wrong with big church, small church, churches in the middle. I don't see anything wrong with gaining a world influence or anything like that if you're doing it for the right reasons. I want to recall, if you have not listened to the podcast episode uh, talking about motivation, I suggest that you uh, take a moment and listen to that one as well because it goes perfectly in line with what we're talking about today because here's what God is 
taught me over the last six months of my life. Motivation matters. Motivation is everything. Every single thing that we do from the time that we get up, from the time that we go to sleep, has a motivation behind it. If I get up and go to work, well, the motivation is I need to go to work because I need to make money because I need to pay for things that I need in my life. And so that's the motivation there. When I get up and I preach to a group of people, what is my motivation? If my motivation is not pure, then it's not God. If it's not for Jesus, at the end of the day, if everything I have isn't his, well, then it's selfish and I'm willing to say that it's sin, it's 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 rebellion, it's it's my own personal thing. Do I have the right to do that? Absolutely. God has given you and I free will. But at the end of the day, because I am a Christian, I have literally said that my life and everything I have, everything I own, including my voice, is his. Does that mean that I'm perfect? Absolutely not. I'm not going to wake up perfect tomorrow, and I'm willing to bet neither are you. And if you do, you let me know because I haven't met that person yet. However, however, we need to be very cautious, forever growing and forever learning. But I challenge you to watch your voice. So let's kind of finish this way, guys. We're talking about Christians and celebrity, this celebrity factor. It seems like every so often there is a controversy. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and mention um, John Christ and his um, recent... Um, misconduct um is is what it's being called um so he had a netflix special that was going to come out and that's been dropped as of right now and his tour is 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 on hold or on pause or whatever you want to call it for the time being and and there's several um several women that's coming out saying that he used his power to 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 influence them or say certain things to them it's being called misconduct it's not um it's not saying that he did a f anything physical as of right now by my understanding um and so i bring this up because of this this is a consistent pattern um based off the evidence that's coming out and the people that are stepping forward so th so this was not just a one-time thing so and and again not that it would make it better or make it uh okay if it was just a one-time thing but this is something that's consistent so i want to say this though um i think we need to be careful um, by how we talk about the situation, I think that we need to be cautious. So a lot of people out there is um, very shocked. Uh, I've seen a lot of people on social media really disappointed, and it's it's wavered um, their opinions of of maybe Christians and Christian celebrities and things like that. If you want to call call them that. And guys, let me say this. Be careful not to put somebody up on a pedestal. I think that it's it's wonderful to honor um, leaders and people that you have respect for and things of that nature. I'm, I'm very big on that. But we got to be careful not to put them in God's chair. Okay, that's that's how I'm going to say it. And so we got to be very careful when doing that. And, and when you put somebody too high up on a pedestal, if and when they do fall... It makes, it makes it a whole lot harder on both that person and yourself as an individual. Um, I don't know the whole the full story. I may never know the full story with what happened with John. 
Um, but I can say that I'm praying for him instead of immediately jumping to my own personal conclusions and things like that nature. I think that's, it's important to do that. And, and also, I think that it, it should be whenever something like this happens, um, and this is not the first time by any means. This has happened many, many, many times. Um, and at the day and age that we live in with the Internet and, and things like that, it's it becomes more known to the general public very quickly and people form their opinions very quickly and people embezzle things very quickly and, and, and all sorts of things. And so people's personal lives, um, become huge, huge, huge topics. Um, and so I'll say this, I think that whenever something like this happens, it should cause, um, those of us, um, all Christians really, but it should cause those of us in leadership positions to kind of pause and look at our own lives and ask God to dig anything out that's not okay. Um, and if we, we have done something, um, that will, that would definitely hurt, um, our own witness or somebody else's witness as a Christian that we need to find the right help, the right people, uh, the right accountability and things of that nature. So I think when something like this happens, how do we turn it around for something good? Well, one thing that we can do personally is we can examine our own hearts, our own minds, our own lives and, and revisit, um, our soul and ask the Lord, how is our soul? What is the health of our soul? And Oh Lord, if there's anything within me, um, God, dig it out. Um, again, nobody's perfect. No one's going to wake up perfect. Now there is a line. Um, there is a line and I think that's very clear. And so, so with that said, we have to understand that just because someone has a huge following, um, or has become very popular or, or maybe they've made a lot of money or, or maybe they've sold a lot of products or a lot of whatever, um, that did not make them Jesus. Okay. <laughs> and so we've got to have grace in the right way. Um, we've got to let the course, the right, um, people hold these people accountable, but we've got to have grace in the right way. And so, um, I, I just think that that's, that's an opportunity for us to examine our own lives and things of that nature. So I hope that today was, um, worth thinking about these different things and considering these different things. Again, kind of to recap, we all have a voice. Um, what are you using your voice to do? Now let's apply what we talked about. What are you using your voice to do? Are you trying to make yourself insta-famous? Are you trying to get all the followers? Are you trying to be that person? Or maybe if you're not a social media fanatic, maybe are you trying to be um, the big man on campus? Are you trying to be the big boss? Are you trying to be um, one of those leaders that sits in an office somewhere and bosses a bunch of people around but you're never willing to work? Are you trying to, to use your voice for your own personal gain alone, or are you using your voice for Jesus Christ? And I think that no matter what your role is in this thing, no matter if you're um, a leader within the church, or maybe if if maybe you're not a leader in the church, but you're a lay person and, and you're a truck driver or a mechanic or uh, you work in a hospital or whatever your role is in your life, what are you using your voice for? And I think that anything that we do, we can give it unto God. So just because we might not work 
um, and get paid by a church, but we work in an office or we work in, in a shop or we work in a, in a power plant or whatever we do, we can give that unto God. And how we live our lives, the fruit of our lives is going to cause other people to notice. And so I think that how you use your voice and what you say, what you do, the actions of your life is very, very important. So in our own little world, we are our own little celebrity, <laughs> if you will. Maybe you have children. Well, you're a celebrity to your kids. They watch every move you make. Um, maybe you're a big brother or sister. Maybe you're a teacher. Maybe you're a mentor. Whatever you are, I'm willing to bet that there's somebody who thinks you're an incredible voice and you're an incredible model to follow. How are you leading? What are you doing? If someone's following, how are you leading them? And so that's something to really consider. Can I pray for you? Father, I thank you for every single person who took a moment to listen to this, and I hope that we have shed some light on some controversial and often difficult issues, God. Lord, I pray that ultimately we make your name famous. Jesus, I thank you, God, for every person that listens. Enable us to be more like you, to act like you, to talk like you, to live like you, God, and anything in our lives, God, that needs to be uh, gotten rid of and given over to you. I pray you help us do that. We're thankful, God, for your grace and for your mercy, and we love you, dear Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. You just listened to The Millennial Preacher. I hope you enjoyed today's episode, and I hope you'll share with all of your friends and family, and also hit that subscribe button. By the way, you can find the show on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. I hope you'll look for new episodes again next week. Until then, we'll see you later.